Texas and throughout the world, it's football time in Tennessee. be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25, yeah, pitches it. it back to Wycheck, he throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something, 30, he's 40, got something, 50, he's got it, 40, he's got 40, it, 20, 10, he's got 5, it, end zone, touchdown Titans, there are no flags on the field, it's a miracle. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour with your host, Drake Colley. And welcome in. Thank you for joining us. The Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. He is Big Lou on the board. It is Friday, January 12th, and the sun has finally decided to shine. Winds have calmed down a little bit. Because I think this is, might be the calm before the storm as we're expected to get ice and snow first of next week, some over, or maybe even over the weekend. Um, and it seems as though the search is over. The search is over from sources just tapped into. We have gotten word that the Alabama faithful have found a new coach in Kalen DeBoer, University of Washington's head coach. Um, now, whether DeBoer was Alabama's first choice or not at this point does not make any difference. Uh, other names that bowed out and probably got a raise when Alabama came knocking on the door was Dan Lanning's Oregon head coach for Oregon Ducks, Dan Lanning. Um, FSU head coach Mike Norvell uh, declined the Alabama job. Steve Sarkeesian, who coached for years with Saban, also declined the job, stating that he's just getting started in Austin with the Longhorns. Which is true. And uh, But University of Washington uh, head coach Kalen DeBoer, DeBoer canceled his a radio spot on 93.3 KJR in Seattle this morning. Did not do the radio spot. And uh, the word out of Montgomery area uh, with some folks that I know down that way. And also on Twitter, it's no secret. It uh, is, looks like it's pretty much a done deal. I uh, just have to get the contracts signed, worked out, whatever, whatever they need to do, get – Get DeBoer's agent. I imagine DeBoer has an agent just like most of these high-profile coaches do nowadays. Um, so Alabama can get on with their business of uh, recruiting players, uh, 
getting them signed up for the approaching, approaching traditional signing day and, uh, and get to work on the transfer portal like all major college programs have to do nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty much kind of the floodgates have kind of opened just in the last like ten minutes. You know, uh, about twenty minutes ago, it was released that he was negotiating with the University of Alabama, and in the last five to ten minutes, there's been a couple reports that I've seen that um, that he will be replacing or taking over. Okay. I don't want to say replacing Nick Saban, but DeBoer's record as a head coach rivals Saban, even though he wasn't in the Division one le- level, uh, as long as Saban was, um, while he was at Washington, DeBoer went twenty five and three, pretty good record at Washington. Pretty good, one of those uh, being d- a national championship se- loss in two seasons. Yes, um, after he was at Fresno State and went twelve and six in twenty and twenty one in his first two years in charge of of an FBS or Division One top-tier program. Overall, DeBoer's teams have gone, now get this, 104-12. and 12. That's pretty good. Overall, including NAIA and Division One FBS-level football, they went 104-12 and 12 as, as his time as the head coach. Before becoming an assistant at Southern Illinois in 2010, DeBoer was the head coach at NAIA Sioux Falls from 2005 to 2009. Now, Sioux Falls went 67-3 and in DeBoer's five years. Let me repeat that. Three titles, too, in De- five years. In DeBoer's five – I mean, five years at Sioux Falls – NAIA Sioux Falls, and I know it's NAIA, and NAIA is not – SEC, it's not Big Ten, it's not wasn't it's not even the Pac twelve or the or the MAC, but you're still playing the same level, basically level of competition across the board in the NAIA. Yeah, both sides as, are as division up. ones are playing against each other. Right. And to dominate and have a head coaching record of sixty seven three, I'll take it. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, across all levels of football, it's it's different, you know, with a coach moving up levels and a player moving up levels. You know, they're not actually, you know, stepping up the competition that they're playing against. That's they're right. getting the same step up themselves. Now, as Big Lou said, while he was at Sioux Falls in AIA school, he went 67-3. and He had three undefeated seasons in five years. The guy's a winner. I mean, he has to be a winner. I don't. How I mean, else do you? How else do you look at a record like that and say that he doesn't know how to win and doesn't know how to be run a program that wins and is used to winning? Well, I mean, he, he took over at Washington, brought Michael Penix with him. They were four and eight in twenty twenty one. Washington was. They were eleven and two in his first year, and then obviously this year undefeated until the national championship game. Bingo is all I can say. And, and, and I just. We were talking in, in, you know, before the show in the other room, and uh, Coach Dickinson, James Dickinson, said that, you know, if you can take a Washington football program to the national championship, then you're probably a pretty good coach. Absolutely, 
So what, now, what what's your opinion on the guy? I mean, did you have what who I mean, did you I, have in no, mind no, as your first option as an Alabama guy? Who was the guy that you wanted? Was well, I, I I kind of felt that landing from Oregon would at least give us would at least sit down seriously and talk. But obviously, he's embedded in that program. Uh, he's done some great things considering he's their Oregon and a what was the Pac-12 school. Um, so I I kind of had Dan Lanning as as my front runner, and then I thought Mike Norvell might leave. FSU. I wasn't. I'm not completely sold on Mike Norvell. Uh, matter of fact, FSU has had some, believe it or not, sanctions leveled on them, significant sanctions, some NIL uh, violations for, for violating NIL policies and recruiting. Um, they've had a reduction in their scholarships, five uh, percent reduction, one percent of their. Athletic department's budget of financial penalty, so they've got to pay that. Um, they obviously there's a collective group called Rising Spear at Florida State, just like the Spire Group at Tennessee or whatever Roll Tide a, Group in Alabama. The, and these are these are collective groups that funds that, the program. Right, that fund the NIL deals for players or for scholarship uh, athletes throughout the university. Right. And I would assume all sports. But I would imagine ba- uh, football and basketball being the main two that get the majority of the – Well, football's top. Of the piece of pie, absolutely. Because it Because it generates the most money. Football right? and basketball, by the way, are the only sports at the college level that – across the board in this country produce a profit. Okay. A positive profit margin. Sure. Football and basketball pay for every other sport in every university. Yeah. And that you know so sure it does. And, Absolutely. And, and the golf thing, team the golf team, the tennis team, the swimming team. They ain't making you know, the water polo team is not is not gonna generate much uh much of a financial chess club windfall. Yeah. Yeah, um, and with DeBear, if I'm putting myself in an Alabama fan's shoes and looking at it from that perspective, which, you know, everybody knows I'm not, but I'm just going to step into this role for a second. You know, you look at Dan Lanning and DeBear, who were – DeBoer. 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 Yeah, excuse no. me, Kellen DeBoer. D-E-B-O-E-R, DeBoer, yes. Dan Lanning had a better roster at Oregon than what Washington had what DeBoer had in Washington, and DeBoer beat him two times with a worse roster. So that kind of tells me that Alabama, even though Lanning probably was higher on the list than DeBoer was, I think they got the better coach. Okay. There you go. Well, and I certainly hope so, being an Alabama fan and going to school there. I I definitely hope you're you're correct, Big Lou. Um, DeBoer's team – Back at the NAIA Sioux Falls. Just Is that how you say it? Sioux, Sioux? Falls. It's an Sioux. interesting word, S-I-O-U-X. Yes, yes, yes. Um, lost just one one Great Plains Athletic Conference game during his tenure there, five years. And he went undefeated in conference play over his last four years. So complete domination – and like I said, I understand it's in AI. I understand it's Sioux Falls. It translates but in the coaching world. Absolutely it does. It translates. 
Um, and before coaching at Fresno State, the South Dakota native served as offense coordinator at Eastern Michigan, 14, 15, and 16, ran the offense at Fresno State for two seasons, and was the offensive coordinator at Indiana. So, you know, Alabama is switching gears a little bit. Saban's a defensive guy. He was a defensive back in college at Kent State. He managed his whole career leading up to our great defensive coordinator. Leading up to his head coach's job. In the 90s. He always he always was on the defensive side of the ball. And so Alabama now switches gears and goes to an offensive minded guy, which I think in this day and age is the right choice. Probably that's the way to go. I mean, you, you see I mean, what, I, you see what's happened in Tennessee, you know, what you know, whatever you think has happened, you go from Jeremy Pruitt a defensive guy to Josh Heupel. to Josh Heupel, and yeah. it's a complete one eighty. Both uh, DeBoer and Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Washington this year, were with the Indiana Hoosiers uh, in the same season, and Penix was one of the first to transfer additions DeBoer brought to Washington to leave Indiana. So, um, good luck to Mister DeBoer. Good luck to Alabama. I think they've got, I think they've got a good choice, a good guy. And uh, a winner, and that's what the Alabama's used to doing, winning. So hopefully they can keep things going. Uh, we're up against our first break. We're going to go over some NBA stuff on the backside. we got the whole NFL slate of wild card games to go. I've got some eight ball picks at the end of the show. Do not go anywhere. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio, the Big Lou. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Gonna make it right As I turn up the collar on My favorite winter coat This wind is blowing my mind I see your kids in the street Without enough to eat This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School Football You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. 
Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and carry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Surex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee.
back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Big Lou Maddox. Uh, we heard the news that, if you haven't heard the news and you're just tuning in, it's like Kalen DeBoer from the head coach of the Washington National Championship runner-up Washington Huskies will be the new head coach at the University of Alabama, taking over after 17 seasons of a very successful run by Nick Saban. Kalen DeBoer, who is in his own rights, has been very successful in the college coaching careers, in his career, excuse me, uh, from NAIA dominance uh, to doing very well at the University of Washington the last two seasons. So good luck to him and the University of Alabama. And another major coaching vacancy has been filled. Yes, and that is by a former University of Tennessee volunteer star linebacker as Gerard Mayo, the linebacker's coach at the New England Patriots and former Patriot. Patriot great. Absolutely. All great, Patriot great. 37-year-old Gerard Mayo is going to be and has been named the successor to Bill Belichick at New England. Um, yeah, he retired in uh, 2015, then joined the staff in 18, I think as a, or as in 19, I think as a linebackers coach, and um, he will be the youngest head coach in the NFL at 37 years of age. Mayo spent his entire eight years, his whole NFL career in New England under Belichick, and joined his staff in 2019 when he took on the role of inside linebackers coach. Now, the Patriots were able to hire Mayo so quickly and bypass the regular NFL hiring process, which includes the Rooney rule, which you have to – basically a sum, summary. The NFL teams have to involve so many minorities in their hiring process, in their interview process, under the, under the Rooney rule. But – uh, they were able to bypass that process because there was a succession plan established in the extension Mayo signed last year. In other words, they said if he's going to sign this contract, that he possibly, if Belichick vacates that head coaching job, could take over. He, he could be pushed up into the head coaching job. And that's exactly what has happened. Um, so they did. So they had. They could bypass the Rooney Rule. He will be the first African American to be head coach of the Patriots. Good for him. Absolutely terrific. Yeah. I'm and, excited. You know, I'm, it, it you know, D'Amico Ryan's a young African American, uh, a former Alabama linebacker, standout, doing great at, at the Texans. You know, and it's not about the color of your skin. It's about what you got between the ears and what's beating up under that that rib the, those rib that rib cage of yours. Absolutely, that's that's what it's all about. And it, it kind of shocked me. a and little don't bit. don't get it twisted. I didn't I didn't know about the uh, the that succession you know clause in, in Mayo's contract, but you know the whole thought process behind a lot of people all over the place after Mike Vrabel was let go from Tennessee. He's was going the, back home. Yeah, he was just inducted in the Ring of Honor, and you know, even m- myself, I was shocked when when you know that decision was made so quickly because we had heard some rumblings about Gerard 
uh, stepping into that role. But I think it was the other day where we decided, you know, that's kind of inexperienced just as a linebackers coach for the past five or six seasons to be um, pushed into a role like that okay. and fill the shoes of a of a coach as you know highly touted as Bill Belichick was. But um, you know, I'm 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 pumped about it. You know, Coach Vrabel. Uh, read somewhere that he didn't even get a call, so they they've got to be confident in in uh, in Mr. Mayo up there, um, or else that decision wouldn't have been made that quickly. Okay, well let's talk about the Titans and Mike Vrabel real quick. Okay, you know Bill Belichick has a home here in Middle Tennessee, in Nashville. He yeah. Sure does. Bill Belichick loves Middle Tennessee. Bill Belichick says he's unlike Nick Saban, and Saban's. Got other things on the horizon, his Mercedes-Benz dealerships and everything else. And the Bill, he'll, Bill he'll Belichick, still be involved in the, in the university in some capacity. I yeah, imagine. in some consulting form, I'm sure. Um, Bill Belichick is still interested in coaching. So we think. Well, he's, he's kind of he's teased and let, 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 led people on to believe that he's still interested in coaching. He probably knows nothing else at this point in time in his life. No. Um, so general manager Rand Carthon and team owner Amy Adams Strunk in their press conference after they let Vrabel go said that Vrabel just didn't fit in the long-term vision of the franchise. And so my question in the 2021 coach of the year, right, in the NFL. Yep. My deal is this. What is that vision? He he was. Well, I mean, what's what what is the vision? What and, and you know what? You know what the answer to that was? Is that we have a vision and we want that new coach to have that same vision according to Miss Strunk. And she was only speaking and only talking to Mike Keith. She wasn't talking to the full press. She was only doing this interview with a Titans organization employee instead of instead of answering the tough questions, which is not that tough. But what what's is the that vision? What's it's the vision? Simple. And you know, I don't know what what your thoughts are on the decision that was made, but I was not a fan of letting go of Mike Vrabel. I don't know if this was a, a Rand Carthon and Mike Vrabel type of relationship thing, but Mike Vrabel was the Titans. There's no Titans vision or identity without Mike Vrabel. Well, you know, Carthon has been asked for months, what's the problem between you and Mike Vrabel? What's, what, what's the beef? You know, what's the problem? He said, there is no problem. He said, and he said, our visions were aligned, according to Carthon. Well, then if that's the case, then why is Mike Vrabel gone? I mean, if if I if I'm Mike Vrabel, I'm looking and and, and I've, I've said on this show before, get rid of the offensive coordinator. The Titans, you, your NFL team nowadays, you can't survive on averaging 18 points a game. You're gonna get, you're gonna lose two thirds of your football games every year. It was less so than that. It was get, more like 16. Get rid of the offensive coordinator when your quarterback, will rookie quarterback, has more rushing yards. Than Derrick Henry. In a game. You know, Derrick Henry's like second in the league in yards this year. He's up there. 
for most of the year. He fell off towards the end. I'm just saying, you know, I'm he just saying. Top five, though. You know, fix the problem. The, the problem I don't think right here was was at the at the top with Mike Vrabel. I think the problem was who Mike Vrabel hired at the lower levels to manage to manage the different departments of uh, the defensive backfield, the offensive line. The play calling, the offensive play calling. Tim Kelly should have been gone long ago. Well, and hear me out on this thought that I just had. Maybe this wasn't just a solely Mike Vrabel decision. Maybe there were talks uh, with Mike in the front office, and um, the front office wanted him to get rid of these coordinators and guys that he had hired and go out and get somebody and that's He probably pushed back because him and, him and Tim Kelly – Tight are tight, man. exactly. They're, they're good. They're saying. good buddies. That's what and I'm he saying. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to have to go in there and fire his buddy. And what if that that he brought the from decision a, that, that he brought get, from a lame duck offense from from the Texans? We're going to get rid of this offensive coordinator one way or the other. So let's just go ahead and get rid of the head guy, and the rest will be gone with him. Maybe that was part of the process. Okay. I hate it still. You know, I've said I've said for weeks we should go out and get Ken Dorsey, that was fired from Buffalo for for no reason, and our problem would be solved. But that's just coming from a Titans homer that, you know, was a fan of Mike's and um, doesn't really see anybody you know, on the market that's going to be able to fill those you, shoes like I, he did. And I tell you what, I don't think it sat well with Amy Adams struck when Mike Rabel went back up to be inducted into the New England Patriots Ring of Honor or whatever. Uh, he gave his little speech, and he said, "He said I've <clears throat> I've been a lot of places." Is what Vrabel told the New England people um, in his induction, and he said, "This is a special place." Talking about New England with great leadership, great fans, great direction, great coaching. Enjoy it. It's not like this everywhere, and I think Amy Adams Strunk took that as a shot across the bow and as a zinger in her ribs. And she didn't like it. And uh, she got rid of him. Well, he's the only reason you won six football games this year with the worst roster in the entire NFL. Well, I get it. So, we'll see We'll see what works out. Do you have any idea of, of – I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I've heard about Antonio Pierce, who was the interim in, in Las yeah. Vegas. He did a good job. I don't really like the thought of that hire. I think we should go out and get an offensive guy. Well, so I think that's the way that, that things are shifting. I don't think the whole league. idea is going to another team and fishing away their coach unless unless he's been let go, unless they, he's just done a terrible job. I don't feel as though Antonio Pierce has done a, a terrible job. I think he's still in the running possibly to keep that job. So I don't I don't think I, I mean I don't, I don't think a lateral move or is is it a lateral move? Is not a is not a move up coming mm-hmm. from Las Vegas over to the Titans would, as far as a no. coaching job? It's not a move up. That's I'd say that's a move down. Absolutely. So why would you take that job? I've heard now an up and coming offensive coordinator. Yeah. You know Arthur Arthur Smith's gone. I don't I don't think I don't know. I'd take him back as the OC. You know, took us to an AFC championship. If he's coming back to call the plays, I don't have a problem with it. You know. I don't want him as my head coach. He, he's shown that he can't handle that role. I've also heard uh, Slowick, the offensive coordinator in Houston, is a candidate, as well as uh, 
the Callahan offensive well, coordinator from from Cincinnati. And I, you well, know. the offensive coordinator job, it, getting getting him from from the Texans will all depend on C.J. Stroud and who he's comfortable with and who's calling the plays for C.J. Stroud and scoring points, which obviously the Texans don't have any problem doing right now. No, they're since they got that. rid of Tim Kelly and we've got him. Then, then we can't. Then we have a quarterback that rushes for more yards than the NFL's leading rusher for a couple of years. It's ridiculous. It's sad. That was a Seattle. Game. We deserve better. Tennesseans deserve better. Titans fans deserve better and more from the Titans organization. And this better be a pretty damn good hire, Mister Trump. You better do your homework, Mister Carthon. And I really hope that that wasn't a personal decision and Amy got her feelings hurt so she decided to fire the well, coach of the year from you two never years know ago, which kind of sounds like what happened yeah we're up against our second break and uh they got rid of Aaron the moron for a couple of days on the Pat McAfee show uh, told him to quit running his mouth about political stuff and stuff that doesn't mean anything to football a little spat between him and Jimmy Kimmel and him accusing Jimmy Kimmel of possibly being on Jeffrey Epstein's list, which he doesn't even know Jeffrey Epstein. But Aaron Rodgers finds it necessary to put that out there on the airways. Can you believe they played that dope head $85 million to be on that? Disney paid him $85 million to be on that Pat McAfee show. It's ridiculous. I'll keep shut about A-Rod. I'm going to ask situation. for a ra- I need a raise if that's the case. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. He's Big Lou. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered if your insurance needs can be personalized? This is Hunter Carey. Our team specializes in planning your insurance needs to get you the best possible solution. State Farm is the largest home and auto insurer in the country. I love bringing that to my hometown. Born and raised in Columbia, I'm grateful for our close community ties. We offer help with home, auto, and life insurance for everyone in our community. Our office is located at 909 South Garden Street, across from the fire station. We're also online at huntercary.com. That's huntercary.com. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to climb. 
I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. I'll just take a little bit every now and then. And welcome back into the front page. Port. The front porch. Sports Radio Hour. Goodness <laughs> gracious, that was hard to get out. It's Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday. I'm ready for the weekend. Yeah, we're almost out of here. Uh, and uh, maybe do what a little bit of Mr. Albert Collins was just singing about. I don't know. You know, everything in moderation. Right? As there are uh, – hey, there are six NFL wild card games this weekend. And I've got uh, – remind me – don't let me forget the eight ball picks. I, get, I talked to the eight ball this morning. Gave me some hot picks for uh, for this weekend's wild card games. As um, the six games over the next three days will determine the final four teams in the NFC and the AFC. So after this weekend, there will be eight teams left. Okay, now uh, in the AFC, the first game will be at three thirty tomorrow, Saturday. As the number five seed Cleveland Browns go to NRG Stadium, just where the national championship was played. That's right. And they are a two-point favorite, according to FanDuel right now. Let me let me double-check that. Houston's spread. a two-point favorite? The Browns are now a two-and-a-half-point okay. favorite at minus 105 with a 44-and-a-half total. Um, now – Cleveland won that game back in week 16, 36-22. But remember, without, without C.J. Stroud and without Will Anderson, Jr. More than likely the offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. There you go. Um, so, that's the first game on Saturday. The second game on Saturday should be pretty interesting as number three seed Kansas City is at home against the number six seed Miami. Both teams have identical records at 11 and six, and they'll be playing in Arrowhead. And the, the, the Dolphins' defense over the past two games has just been tremendously bad. Now they've got some Bradley Chubb, their pass rushers, and Jalen Phillips – have been out with injuries. I mean, but the Dolphins have given up an average of almost 500 yards defensively over the past two games. I mean, and on you, top can't, of that, you can't do that in the NFL and play winning football. On top of that, Drake, have you, have you looked at the forecast for what's going to be Kansas City, the weather? We are definitely going to talk about that. Um, as well as Kansas City, they've got one of the top defenses, believe it or not, in 2023 this year. I mean, of this oh, year's been season. Great. Offense has just been terrible. But they find themselves on the outside of the top two seats for the first time since 2017-18 season. And you know Isn't that, that is? incredible? That's before Mahomes. I mean, That's Alex Smith days. There you go. So this is the first time Mahomes has never been a one or a two seed. And as Big Lou alluded to, folks, watch your over-under total. And let me pull that up real quick for you. That is an over-under total of 44, but it's supposed to be a wind chill of minus eight. Yeah. Do you know that the do you know that the Miami Dolphins are 0-10 in the last 10 games they've played when it's been 40 degrees or colder? 
They're from they're from they're from South had, Florida. They don't know had, how to play in, in had in they won, like had that. they beat the Bills on Week 18, where the Bills won 21-14. Or was that on Sunday night? Was that a Sunday night football game? Yes, yes, Sunday. It was the last okay. game of the season, and the Bills returned the kickoff or whatever to right. tie the ball game up. Had they won that game, they'd be playing at home against Buffalo. It would have been a rematch of that that's last right. Game. But they lost, so they go to Kansas City in possibly minus eight degree wind chill weather, frozen field. And I'm telling you, guess who goes back home in that game? Tyreek. Hill. The cheetah. Jalen Waddell is questionable. And a cornerback, Xavier Howard, is going to be out. Cornerback. And Raheem, and you know, Raheem Mostert and you can't missed be, week 18 as well. You, you, can't be, you can't be losing players like that. You can't be losing your top pass rushers. Your decent quarterback, cornerback, excuse me, and your other wide receiver, if you're to a Tagovailoa and try to go into Kansas City and beat Darlene Connors. I mean, not Darlene Connors. Patrick Mahomes. He looks just like Darlene Connors. Sounds like Kermit the Frog. Oh, there you go. Now, Sunday's games. The first game at noon on Sunday on CBS is Pittsburgh at Buffalo, and they're expecting over seven inches of snow up there. Wow. Buffalo right now is a nine, nine, nine and a half point favorite with an over-under total of 33. 33. Go under just because. That is four touchdowns, four extra points, a se- uh, field goal, and a safety. It'll be all Buffalo. 24 degrees. 24 degrees right up there near Niagara Falls. More than seven inches of snow expected. And the Bills are hot. They've won five straight since their bye week in week 13. And they've won the and they won the in, uh, excuse me, AFC East. Mason Rudolph is 3-0 as a starter this year. Set a Pittsburgh completion record in week 18. What was for the it? highest completion? I don't know. Yeah. The highest completion percentage or per, uh, yeah, complete, number of I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The highest completion completion percentage record for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Kind of reminds me of a poor man's Nick Foles. That's what and remember, reminds me of. They're going to be without their star pass rusher T.J. Watt. And I said, there's one person that's happy to hear that. Josh Allen. You got that right. The second game, which should be a pretty good game. On Sunday at 3.30 on Fox is Green Bay at Dallas. And so, the let's see. I'm excited to see. Dallas is a seven-point seven point favorite, according to FanDuel, with a 50 over-under total. And remember this, Dallas's coach, Mike McCarthy. Coming home. Or he's staying, he's at, staying home at home as, as Green his, Bay. Getting home to him. How about that? There's a lot of reunion stuff going it's on this be weekend a, with these wild card games. I think there's going to be a lot of points. Dallas is, in that game. Dallas is undefeated at home this year. They've not been beat at home. Supposedly America's team, and I ain't going over that. They're not my team. Jordan Love Masterclass. They're not my team, and I'm I'm an American, and and Dallas is supposedly America's team, and they ain't my team. I can't stand them. So quit labeling Dallas. I say false advertising. Sue their butts. <laughs> I hate. 
the Cowboys. Now, they're undefeated at home, and they won their last two, including that controversial ending at Detroit, which they really should have lost. Absolutely they should have lost. There's no I mean, doubt what about we, it. And then, that, and then that officiating crew gets promoted to do, to do a national televised game the next, at the end of the season. Make it make sense. You it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Green Bay reached the playoff by winning their final three games of the year. Remember they went to Minnesota and just beat the crap out of Minnesota up there? Like of course, Minnesota had 13. Nick Mullins as quarterback too, right? Yes. Now, the third game on Sunday night, and this is a big game. This is going to be a really good game. The Rams are going to Detroit. Think of all the understories and the back or backstories to this. They traded quarterbacks. What? How long ago did they do that? Four or five years ago, or something like that. Less than that. It, it was uh, and then the Stab- season before was it three years ago. Yeah, twenty twenty one, and they, they went and won the Super Bowl. Yeah, his first year. Matthew in, in Stafford LA. goes to Los Angeles. Jared Goff goes to Detroit. And they've both succeeded in those roles. It's worked out well for both of those teams, really. The Lions have turned around. Jared Goff taking on a team that drafted him in 2016. Yep. The Rams are one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They're 7-1 in their last eight games. That's pretty hot to close out the season, regular season. Detroit, Detroit standout rookie tied in. Uh, Sam Laporta might – he's a little banged up. He might not – he's questionable. And he's a big part of their offense, especially in the red zone. I always like to bet on Laporta to score a touchdown. He does that a lot. Now, the most expensive ticket for a fan to buy this weekend is this Rams-Detroit game. It is the most expensive ticket ever on average – for a wild card game in the NFL. Averaging right now, according to a company called TickPick, which is like Seat Geeks or somebody like that that sells tickets, $571 just to get in. Wow. That's not a, that's that's in the nosebleed section. That's 50% more than any of the other other wild other five games that are being played this weekend. 571 a ticket. They want to go. They want to come see their their man, Matt Stafford, come back home. Now they on, worship that guy. Now on TickPick, like I just said, the average price of eight hundred one for a decent seat. Okay, well, we're not talking about. Let's get rid of the five seventy one just to kind of get in and sit way up high. But for a lower level seat, mid level seat, you're looking at about eight hundred dollars average a ticket. To go now, and, and you're going to understand why when I get when I get down to the bottom of this list. Last year's most most expensive wild card ticket was three hundred and an average of three eighty seven, and that was for the Tampa Bay Dallas game last year in the wild card. Now, other ticket prices this year: Dallas Green Bay is averaging about five hundred a ticket. Kansas City, Miami, about three hundred a ticket. I wonder if they give you complimentary pocket warmers with that. You know what I mean? That'd be nice. Now, the last time, the reason, the last time that these Detroit Rams ticket is so high, the last time that Detroit hosted a playoff game, nineteen ninety three, thirty years ago. 
kind of sounds like the Titans. Well. At old Pontiac Silverdome. At the old Pontiac, Pontiac Silverdome. They lost to uh, – Gutenrich and lost to the Green Bay then. They last won a playoff game in 1991. The only postseason victory since the 1957 NFL championship was 1991. As of Tuesday morning on TickPick, four tickets to that game in Section 127 at Ford Field, Row 26, tickets, four of them bought together, were $1,557 each, totaling for four tickets of $6,228 to go see the Rams and Detroit play each other. Now. I think I'd pass. There you go. NCAA basketball, top 25 last night. Illinois squeaked by Michigan State, 71-68. Number 23, Gonzaga lost to lost to Santa Clara, 77-76. And number 24, Florida Atlantic, squeaked by Tulane, 85-84. UCLA got hammered last night, 90-44 by Utah. Whoa. In the NBA tonight, the Clippers are at the Grizzlies. And without John Morant, Without Steven Adams, without the Grizzlies, you guys are headed into the tanker and headed to the NBA lottery. And in the NHL tonight, the Predators, with a record of 22-18-1, go to the Dallas Stars. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. Come on. So, that's kind of what's going on. Um, what we got for that eight ball? The Magic 8-Ball. Let me see if I can find my notes. It's kind of tough to find my notes around here. Somewhere. I wasn't going to let you forget. You, there you go. You, you, you asked me. Magic eight ball you. picks for the weekend is Cleveland minus two, believe it or not, at Houston. Cleveland minus two. Detroit minus three at home against Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. So Cleveland and Detroit are the eight ball picks. I like that. That's right. Cleveland and Detroit. There you go. We'll see. It's going to be some good games. It is going to be some good games. I tell you what, the I, I'm thinking that over. I'm thinking the over Sunday night too. That's what I'm going to take. Matthew Stafford has played in that on that field before. He's played in that that environment. He can throw the ball in there. And Jared Goff's going to be on point and ready to throw the ball too. Over Sunday night, along with Cleveland minus two. And Detroit minus two. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday at four. For Big Lou, I'm Drake. We're out. Thank you too. Now let's have a little drink. Just me and you.